Today on the show, my special guest is Edie Weinstein, and she talks about our shadow or our stranger that we carry with us, that part of us that we don't often connect with and how we can approach it, how we can acknowledge it, and how we can move through it. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show. And today I have another special guest back with me, uh, Edie Weinstein. How are you, Edie? I'm doing marvellously, thank you. Now, for those people that uh, maybe didn't see the previous show, can we just start quickly with your background and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Um, I am a licensed social worker. I'm an interfaith minister. I've been doing therapy in one form or another for about 30 years. I'm also, um, at the heart, a communicator. I'm a journalist, I've done interviews, I've written a book called The Bliss Mistress Guide to Transforming the Ordinary into the Extraordinary. I'm a Reiki master, I'm also a clown, I don't know if I, if I mentioned that before. <laughs> uh, like you, a Renaissance woman, and probably like a lot of your viewers. I, I, my resume is two pages and growing, I just yes. keep adding stuff on. Yeah, you sound like me, like you've had a, a several different lives all in this one life, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, clown, wow, that's uh, interesting. I, um, so you've got quite a, a bag of tricks there. Um, mm -hmm. Now, um, so who, tell us the type of people that you work with. What, 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 are, what are the type of things that you do personally with people? You're talking about clients that I work with? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Uh, right now I do drug and alcohol counseling for folks in recovery, but I've worked in psychiatric hospitals, worked with individuals, couples, um, children, adolescents, adults, um, older adults. I've worked in nursing homes. I also do what I call bliss coaching. And bliss is brilliant, loving, insightful, safe service. Coaching and therapy are two different things, as you know, that you know, coaching is more short-term, goal-oriented. I know that you work with the law of attraction, and that's a lot of what I do is I help people call into their lives, and, and I call it manifesting, M-A-N-N-A, -N -N -A, manifesting the lives of their dreams and desires. So that's, a, that's some of what I do. And because we teach what we need to learn, and I've actually recently heard, when you teach, you learn twice. Yes. I like that idea. <laughs> um, I've had to learn, you know, I practice everything that I, that I work with with my clients. Now, having said that, I'm not adept I'm, I'm at, at everything that I, that I teach. I learn from them. I learn from everybody and everything. And that's been my growing edge is to say, okay, what do I need to learn today? Okay, universe, what lesson, what message do I need to tap into today? Yeah. I know, well, long gone are the days where people, you know, um, listen to someone barking things at them that are specifically just talking theory. I mean, now the people that really we're, we're learning from, the people that have gone through the experience themselves, um, mm -hmm. you know, that actually walk the talk, that actually are going through the, 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 going through the lessons themselves um, and teaching other people that experience and sharing that experience. So there's a whole wave of us out there that, um, that are sort of part of that. Now, uh, before we could jump on the show today, we were talking a little bit um, about the shadow. Can you just mm -hmm. explain uh, to our viewers what, you know, what that is and what we're talking about right. there? Well, what prompted that conversation was that a couple nights ago, for the very first time, I saw the beautiful movie that Debbie Ford made a few years ago called The Shadow Effect. Now, having been a psychology student, I was familiar with the concept of, of the shadow with regard to Carl Jung, which is what he talked about, you know, the parts of ourselves that we keep hidden. Um, I think about the, the Billy Joel song, The Stranger, yes. uh, you know, the, the masks that we wear and, you know, we take it out to show ourselves when everyone is gone. Um, and when I saw this movie... I laughed through it, I cried through it, I goosebumped through it, and goosebumps are my truth barometer. Mm -hmm. I saw so much in there that just knocked the stuffings out of this, this facade that I wear. 
So the shadow isn't bad, isn't evil. It, they're, they're the repressed parts of ourselves that we don't give voice to. And yet how many people in media, you know, things that we, that we see, you know, people that, that wage war or people that are attempting to express something politically and behind the scenes they're doing just the opposite. You know, um, that, that's the shadow. And what she recommends and that the other people who are in the movie recommend um, is that we take a look at it, that we honor that part of ourselves. And she would have said, from what I've read about her, and I'd interviewed Debbie many years ago, and, and bless her heart, she died in February of this mm -hmm. year, um, would say that she had one of the biggest shadows that there was. And when I interviewed her, her book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, had just come out. And she was talking about waking up to the idea that there was a part of herself that she had denied. Now, Debbie was a recovering drug addict herself been in and out of rehab several times, and finally recognized where that came from. Then she went to a training. I'm thinking it was a landmark training. And she's standing up talking, and this woman in the back stands up and says, you're a bitch. And she, Debbie thought, I know that. How did she know that? Mm -hmm. Now, I so resonated with that because that would have been the worst thing anybody could have called me because, who, me? I'm not bitchy. Mm -hmm. I'm sweet, nice, kind, you know, Shirley Temple tap dancing for everybody's attention, as I mentioned to you earlier. And I'm colorful. I'm a clown. I'm a minister. I'm a lovey-dovey person. And yet, there are parts of me that uh, only some people see that I'm not always that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we contain multitudes. Um, there's, the, you know, that Alanis Morissette song. I think it's called Everything that yeah. a friend of mine actually said today, that we are everything. And when I saw that movie, um, I, you know, I said, I have to acknowledge that I have repressed parts of myself. We had spoken in the, in the previous interview about um, grief. I've repressed grief so much. When, when my mother died, she died almost two and a half years ago, and I still don't feel that I fully let myself emote. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm the go-to person. I'm the caregiver. I'm the one that takes care of everything for everybody. So I don't let myself fully feel, and that makes me not particularly genuine. Because no, a friend of mine was saying last night, "I don't get you. Not I don't understand you, but I don't get you. When mm. when, when I'm not, and when you're not, and when we're not fully present to all aspects of ourselves, people that we love don't get us. Yeah, they don't see us because we don't let ourselves be seen. Yeah." So I think part of the shadow is the fear of uh, they won't love me if they know this about me. And the truth is, they know it. <laughs> Everybody knows we got that stuff going on. Yeah. Know? I know. We've all got something going on, isn't it? So that's so interesting because, um, I mean, I think there are parts of us that we go, I don't want anyone to, I don't want anyone to see that. Maybe our close partners or something like that may know it, but we repress it because it's, maybe it reminds us of a part of our lives that we don't want to remember. Right. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And again, as I've acknowledged, I don't have many major losses early on in my life. My grandmother died when I was four. That's the only major loss I could see. Mm. But I became, I wear this facade of the caregiver because my parents made it look so easy. They did it all. They took care, they raised my sister and me. They both worked. They both volunteered. They both took care of their elderly mothers when they got ill. So I tend to idealize that. When I had no clue what fears they harbored that they never showed me. Mm. I had no idea. Uh, when I was a child, I was diagnosed with asthma shortly after my grandmother died, go figure. You know, the idea is grief, lungs, asthma, crying and stuff. Um, and then I was also um, 
kitchen toe and flat foot, so I had to wear orthopedic shoes. As a result, I decided I'm not going to let anything slow me down. I'm going to keep going, keep pushing. You know, I had to excel. So I think that's part of my shadow mm-hmm. is wanting to be seen that way, not wanting to be weak and vulnerable. You know, in quotes, weak and yeah. vulnerable, not letting anybody take care of me, which is pretty darn arrogant. Yeah. To think that I don't need anybody to take care of me, but I can take care of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my shadow. That's part of my shadow. And then there's the resentment when I do take care of people. So if I, you know, if your, your viewers can take a look at the parts of themselves that they disowned, and it doesn't have to be dirty, icky, messy, nasty stuff. It could be that part. I mean, that part of me is manipulative. Hmm. That you know, that part of me isn't clean, isn't totally clean and healthy. So it doesn't make me a bad person. It means that I've got some stuff to work on. Yeah. And so how do we work on something like that? Well, first, to acknowledge that it's there. Mm. To acknowledge that nobody is ever all or nothing, anything. There are no absolutes. Yeah. We come into this world with, if you believe in reincarnation, with baggage. We've already come in with baggage. Yeah. We've already come in with soul contracts. If, again, that's what you believe in. I don't tell anybody what to believe. Mm. Uh, we come in with agreements, with relationships, with, with other souls that incarnate together with us. And sometimes they're easy to work with. Sometimes those relationships are easy. Sometimes they're really difficult. And I think the people that push our buttons are our biggest mirrors. I have people in my life like that that I, you know, that I allow to push my buttons, and they're my greatest teachers. And I can choose to learn from them, or I can choose to resist. So again, start where you are. Yeah. What's your life like now? And you know, with the law of attraction, that your life is as it is, as a you know, kind of a cumulative effect of your persist, persistent thoughts, persistent feelings, beliefs, whatever it is. Same thing with the shadow. That. Again, I'm not formally trained, but this stuff is just coming through right yeah, yeah. now as, as we're talking about it, and from what I saw from, from the movie, that um, when we deny the shadow, Debbie uses an example that I've used for years. It's like pushing a beach ball under the water. You're going to get pretty darn tired trying to hold these beach balls down, more than one usually, yeah. at a time, and eventually it's going to pop up and pop you on the chin. Mm-hmm. And I've been holding beach balls down for so many years that I'm exhausted. So I think that's a part of it is letting go of the beach falls and to know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, that, that, and to know also that the support is there to get you through whatever you and I and everybody watching this has survived everything that's ever happened in our lives yeah. because we're here to tell about it. So there is nothing we won't survive until it's time to go. And then when it's time to go, whatever awaits us is whatever awaits us. Yeah. Because you know? that's the thing. I think we all have it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that the, the first thing that we, that we shouldn't be doing is judging ourselves or beating ourselves up over it, which is what we do. You know, we're really good. Well, I'm really good at, you know, beating myself up over, you know, because <laughs> my thing is a weakness. I've got this thing with, with weakness. Mm-hmm. It's like my big red hot button. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so of course, when, when I don't do something well or, you know, I, you know, I, I don't live up to my own expectations and I am my worst enemy. I will beat myself up worse than anybody else can. Um, but we don't want to do that. We don't want to be surrounding this with negative vibration. What we want to be doing is just acknowledging it and going, okay, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, once you acknowledge it, I think maybe choosing to say, well, will this you know, affect my decisions or my behavior moving forward, or what do I choose instead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's amazing to me, although it shouldn't be, that somebody that I have never physically met is saying the exact same things that I say. Yeah. I joke that I've got this inner dominatrix with a whip 
beat yeah. myself up, and I would never do that to anybody. Literally, physically, any any which way, I would never do that. And I remember a time when I was in graduate school, I was having dinner at a friend's house. He was preparing dinner, and I said, I don't remember what I said. He said, I have this image of you standing over yourself with a whip. When are you going to put it down? And all these years later, now I graduated from graduate school in 1985. I have friends that still ask me that question. When are you going to put the thing down? Yeah. And it feels like it's time now because it feels, and I don't know whether you go through this too, but a sense of it's never enough. I am never enough. I'm never going to do enough, be enough, succeed enough, reach enough people, do, you know, and, and yet every day something shows up like this. Mm-hmm. This interview showed up. And, you know, we never know the reasons why we connect with people and what purpose we're going to have in our shared connection. So that's part of it. I know. And, and that's, you know, I think, I think maybe it was in the last interview we did, we talked about bliss of being, being having these connections and these conversations, which Mm -hmm. is the thing I love most about what I do um, is that we have this, but you know, but, but everybody has these, uh, these thoughts. Like I often don't have the thought of why would anyone listen to me? (laughs) Like I'm some I'm some kid from some small town in Australia, one of eight children. Like who on earth would listen to me? Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you're speaking from the heart and you're speaking from experience and and your true intention and motivation is is to make a contribution and to help people, then mm-hmm. you know you need to trust that what's coming through is what you know is the right thing. Yeah, and and that's you know I think about that too. Um, I call myself list mistress. Yes. Title of my, my book, as I mentioned, but I call myself that because I've learned that I can choose to live in bliss. So bliss isn't always walking on sunshine. Mm-hmm. No, bliss is sometimes still and silent. Bliss is sometimes, believe it or not, die, I mean, these last few days since I saw that movie. Um, although I don't can't say that most people would say that I've been feeling blissful. Um, there's a sense of, of exhilaration and excitement that comes from this new discovery. Mm. So for me, bliss is discovering new things every day. And the friend that coined, you know, named me Bliss Mistress said, if you're going to be doing this, you better be living it. So when I talk to him, he says, you know, how are you living your bliss? And I always tell him, this is what, you know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And we all have what I call imposter syndrome, which is what you were, you were referring to. Mm. You know, who am I? You know, the Marianne Williamson quote, who am I to be really gorgeous? Whatever. Who are you not to be? Yeah. And I think you probably did the same thing I did where you issued an invitation to the universe and said, I want to do this. So when you, and I use this example, if you're having a party and you send out invitations, why would you be surprised when people show up at your door at the appointed time? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and would you lock the door and keep them out or would you let them in? Of and yet when we ask for something and it shows up, we say, oh, oh no, I'm not ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm learning to keep the welcome mat out. I'm learning to keep the door open when what I've asked for comes into my life. Yeah. Great. So that's Great. Fun. That's fantastic wisdom meeting. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Okay. Again. <laughs> it's been wonderful. We have had so much information to share. You've been, been absolutely fantastic. Now, if we want to send people somewhere where they can find out more about you and what you do, where, where can we send them? Well, a couple of things. I have a website, um, www.liveinjoy, L-I-V-E-I-N-J-O-Y.org. They can listen to my radio show on Blog Talk Radio. It's called All About It's All About Relationships. Every Thursday night, Eastern Standard Time at 8 p.m. And it's www.vividlife.me. I also write for BeliefNet, um, something called the Bliss Blog. I write for something called the Whirling, like Spinning Whirling Blog. I write for Elephant Journal. Wisdom Magazine, Bella Spree Magazine, Identity Magazine, all over the place. Just Google my name. That's right. probably, you know, that, that probably would have been the best way to get yeah. Google my name and see what comes up. And I'm also on Facebook. But okay. 
follow what I'm up to there too. Wonderful. Well, guys, if you click on the banner to the side there, you'll actually go through to the Live Enjoy uh, website. We'll, we'll choose that one to for that one. Okay. So yeah. thanks again, Edie. It's oh, been an pleasure. absolute pleasure. Uh, now, guys, I encourage you to share this video and, and the information in it, and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box above there. I'd love to send you my Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. includes masters like Bob Proctor, John Asraf, and Joe Vitale. It's actually valued at $87, and I'd like to send it to you for free, but you have to put your email in the box first. So until next time, remember to live large. Choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.